All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for music, movies, TV, and sports. We are back puking rally. I'm Trey Alessio alongside the homie Brandon Ogden in our very own studios. Brandon, what up? It, feel like it feels like it's been a minute since we've gotten the studio together for a podcast. Yes, yes. Like we've, like seen each, we've seen each other we a lot. We see each other all the time. We just we just haven't podcasted a while. Gets in the way. Yeah, we're both homeowners. Yeah, we've both know. been very busy. Yeah, but we're here and we have a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit. I want to get your takes on Scorpion. Yes. Because I know you are a big Drake guy. Um, but we also have some new shit to talk about, so we're going to get into it. Um, as always, follow us on everything. Subscribe to us on everything. Tell your friends about us. Um, let's let's just let's get right into it because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, first of all, let's do the shoot the shit segment. So uh, we're going to talk about some new music, but um, any new albums, songs, TV shows, movies, that you kind of want to shout out that you've listened to, seen lately. I don't know. It feels it's been so yeah, long. It's I don't been know like what I probably over a month. But what we last talked about, what I haven't, and what we have discussed. Another I'm one not we sure. haven't done in a long time is uh, Unfiltered Cinematics. Yes. We need to go yeah, do a movie, and I have Movie Pass on here. I want to talk about it. Yeah, a little we bit. can talk about that when we get but, there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I can think of anything. Nothing off the top of my head that I yeah. feel like I have to talk about. So the last movie I saw was Sorry to Bother You. Very good, but yeah. very fucking weird. I don't know if you saw my unfiltered cinematics. I feel like, I feel like you would have appreciated it. You would have been like, "This is stupid as hell," but because yeah. it takes a really weird turn. But I don't know. It's very layered and it's very like yeah. real life issues type shit. But so you would have liked that. But uh, I think the next movie potentially we should go see is uh, the Black Klansman. Yeah, that comes out. I'm uh, in I for think that. The 10th of August. So. I'm in Hopefully, for that. Movie Pass will still be alive then. Maybe, you never maybe. fucking know. So uh, yeah, but um, we gotta talk about this. We gotta. We Got are. To. We are bocce ball champions. We are um, in Des Moines, Iowa. If you're not from here, we have a uh, Italian festival, and your boy here is Italiano mafioso. So I uh, invited the homie into the four man team, and we got the dub. Um, your boy Trey Lesio also got. The two-man two championship. Man. So I came home with hardware both nights. It was super fun. Um, I guess to make it a little more unbiased, um, I also put on the tournament. So uh, you can call it rigged, whatever. I'm just saying I went undefeated both nights, and that's a kind of hard thing. Someone's got to beat you. Exactly. Me and my dad took fourth in the uh, two-man. doubles Friday yeah. night. Yeah, it was a fun time, though. Um I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if I want to come back here next year. I've already been approached and said you're doing it next year. So I'm going to try and uh, work uh, some terms. We'll there see what go. happens. But, there you go. Uh, it was a good time. We, we are Exactly. Pay, Although pay we rate, do have to talk. Nothing to nothing again. On Saturday night, unfortunately, for most of the tournament, we were kind of the wink links on the team. Yeah. We did not shoot our best. Yeah. But we, I feel like we carried enough to where we weren't shit in the bed. Right. We we, we were playing good defense. Yeah. We were playing good defense. We weren't giving up a ton of points, but we weren't scoring any exactly. for exactly. a while. But then I think of the last game, the, was it the second to last game or the last game where we like buried it and like I'm pretty sure we had a three spot or a four spot. Yeah. Uh, well, the remember. second to last game, we had a two big points that put us, I think, and at that was six, six. Dude, right? Yeah. And then in the, and championship, the championship, I think we we scored, I think, six of the 11 yeah. or seven of the that 11. That one, they we, just kind of shit the bed. Yeah, they so. did. But, but we shot well then. So. Yeah. yeah. When it mattered most, you know, we dug deep. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna explain bocce ball to you if you don't know what yeah. it is. Google, type it in. Google's your friend, bro. So uh, yeah, but bocce ball is a pretty fun game, and I'm glad you came down. Yeah, we're champions, baby. We are. All right, let's give a little talk to Movie Pass. We are avid Movie Passers, I guess. Uh, we got it. Has it been a year yet? Have we had it for a year? Probably not. Close to a probably year. Probably close. Uh, we got it. We'll say close to a year. Right now, it's going through lot of changes basically it's losing a shit ton of money it's shocker yeah i mean it's not a shocker because i mean it's 9.95 a month and you get to see unlimited movies so you can kind of do the in your head math like that's not really for profit um but what the i respect what they're trying to do they're trying to get people to go to the movies again right they're trying to do something new to get people to go to the movies again. So in that regard, I respect it. I'm I've seen more movies this year than I have in a long fucking time. I've yeah. been using it like crazy. Um, I go to my I go to movies by myself when you can't go or when I can't find anybody. Like I just I use the hell out of it and I like it a lot. Um, but some of the changes that they've implemented is one, this isn't really a big deal, but you have to upload your ticket stub. I don't know if you, you haven't even had to do no, that yet. Yeah. yeah, so you haven't been to a movie since they kind of implemented that. They You have to upload your ticket stub before you can go to a next movie. Um, they're doing a surcharge thing. So to my knowledge, basically it's based on showtime. And if you go to a, a, a showing of a movie that – a lot of other people are going to. They're going to jack the price a few dollars. It's like Uber. <clears throat> yeah. If you which, try to get an Uber at a popular time, they're going to charge you yeah, more. Which it's annoying, but it is makes what it sense. Is. It yeah. is what it is. They need to make a little bit of money. I get it. Um, but then now they're really bu- pumping the brakes with it. Um, there was a whole blow up on Twitter where um, they're they're basically blocking not all big movies, but a lot of big releases. Like I know you can't go see. Uh, Mission Impossible on Movie Pass now. Right. Um, and then initially, when I texted you this, when I first heard about all these changes, I went to my Movie Pass app and I tried to see like what showings were available. Literally, the only one was uh, the Flicks movie theater by your house, which is surprising. Which is crazy. Um, I have gotten on since then, and they do have showings at like Jordan Creek and Southridge and stuff, but. They're still limited. Like Mission Impossible isn't on there, which I don't really care to see. But um, I'm hoping they can find a way to maybe revive Movie Pass. Find a way. I think I have heard they also up their prices to like fifteen dollars. Which even for fifteen dollars, I would do it because right. I mean it's a little bit more, obviously. But you could still go see movie. I would. It would still be worth it in my mind. But hopefully they find a way to resurrect it and save it. I hope they don't file for bankruptcy and we lose it all completely. Um, but I don't know. I hope Movie Pass stays. Do you agree, or do you see it tanking, or what do you think? It, it's hard. Let me just say first that it's been a disruptor. So even if it doesn't, the concept doesn't work. It's forced even movie theaters to change how they do business. Oh yeah. Now you've seen, you know, Southridge's AMC. They have their own little yeah. AMC Stubbs reward. Yeah. Right. Jordan Creek has a a reward system yeah. now. So it's at least forcing good things in cinema where. The business model is changing, which is good because the price to go to movies is a little bit outrageous. Um, So it's it's done a lot of good things, even if it doesn't necessarily work out in the end. Um, And to interject real quick, sorry to interrupt you. I want to get this point across too, that to piggyback off the disruptor, 
I, I don't it, it's it hasn't happened yet but it was in the process of movie pass was looking to create movies so that would be an even bigger disruptor because right. they would be like the netflix of movie theaters right which would be crazy so that's another little disruptor type thing, right. which would be cool to see, I guess. Yeah. Depending so, on the quality. Right. So the business model was always kind of flawed, mm-hmm. um, especially as it got, I think, more and more uh, attention. It became harder and harder to make money. Yeah. Um, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucks. Hopefully they can stick it out. Um, but it, it's hard It's hard to tell. I mean, yeah. it doesn't look good, that's for sure. Yeah, I know, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping for the best. All right, let's get into some real topics here. Um, any anything else you want to? No, I'm good. Say? All right, let's get right into it. We're going to start with some music topics. Um, Friday is a big day for hip hop. Um, I mean, June was crazy with all the uh, Wyoming releases, and I don't even know if we've had a podcast to talk about all of them. Yeah, we have. We, we have. We have. Okay. We did okay. The last one. Yeah. Um, but Friday is a big day for hip-hop. We have Travis Scott dropping Astroworld. Uh, he announced Monday that a long-awaited album, Astroworld, will be dropping tomorrow. Mac Miller's upcoming album, Swimming, is set to be released tomorrow. And YG's Stay Dangerous, I think it's a mixtape, we're going to call it a project because I don't know if it's an album or not, um, is also slated for tomorrow. Um, this is really the first time in quite a while on the same day that it's been that big of a release day for hip hop. Um, YG, you know, some people like him, some people don't. I, it depends on my mood whether I'm gonna really, you know, ride with his music. But Astral World and Swimming, I'm very excited for both of them. Um, the cool thing about Travis Scott, I mean, people have been talking about this album for at least two years, maybe more. He's kind of hinted at it after his rodeo album, which was his debut, um, before Birds in the Trap seeing McKnight. So this has been in the process for a long time. I know you're not a huge, really, fan of any of these guys. Like, you're not the biggest Mac Miller fan, right? No. You're not the biggest Travis Scott fan. So, I mean, it's just kind of new music for you. But um, to the widespread fan base of hip-hop, at least Astroworld is a big release. Right. Um, so we got to break it down. Um, let's start with, uh, first of all, I, I want to say this, that there wasn't really any confirmation up until Monday that Astroworld was coming this Friday. Um, it was all kind of speculation. And then he dropped a little trailer, which that was incredible. I don't know. Just based on the effects, it looked like a damn movie. So if anything, any budget like that, if it's going into the music, it I could imagine will be dope. The um, f- inflatable Travis Scott heads, I don't know if you were seeing that yeah, all over Twitter, that, that um, kind of was implemented into the album cover. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. Um, but there's two different versions, one during the day with kids and they're, they have popcorn and they're having a good time, one at night with like like prostitute-looking girls and kind of shaking their ass. Um, it's going to be a crazy album. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, let's kind of let's kind of break it down a little bit. So, which album are you most excited for? Um, more important, not more importantly, I guess. Wh- this is kind of I was going back and forth with this on Twitter today. Which album will you listen to first? It's tough. Oh, yeah. um, I'd probably go Astro World. Okay, close. It, it's close. And then Mac Miller, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm not listening to YG. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. Okay, that's fine. I'm not listening to YG. Yeah, that's fair. I'm. Here's what so Astroworld definitely has more hype. I mean, oh, yeah. 
everyone's waiting on this. It's been a long process. You know, people have been waiting years for it. So the hype is there. But for me, I don't know. Here, and let me back this up a little bit. I told people on Twitter that I'm going to listen to Mac Miller's album first, and here's why. Um, first of all, I am a big Mac Miller fan, one. Um, I think he holds a close place in my heart in terms of music because I feel like in high school he was making that frat rap, that kind of turn-up music that mm-hmm. I was into. And as I've grown as a rap fan – so has he. He's kind of progressed and gotten introspective and deep, and he's been kind of playing with singing. And I respect that the more I grow as a rap fan. So in that regard, I'm a big Mac guy. Um, I also, in terms of like what I'm expecting for the music, like I, I feel like if I listen to Astral World, it's probably going to be kind of a turn-up album. If I listen to that first and then I go back and listen to Mac, I'm going to be like, I, I may be in that turn-up mood, and I'm definitely, it's definitely not going to be a turn-up album right? Um, based on the singles that have been released, I guess. Um, so I kind of want to maybe get deep and introspective on the first one with uh, Max album and then turn up with Travis's album after I listen to Max. So that's my reasoning. It's um, a good for, reason. Okay, thank you. I mean, people were gunning me on on Twitter for wanting to listen to Mac first, but that's my reasoning. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I've already I, I haven't read it because I didn't want any spoilers. I know you can't really have spoilers for music, but in my mind, you can. So there was already a review out. I think. Um, what what Mac must have done is the album is ready to go. Unlike all the Wyoming albums, he sent it to publications probably already, and DJ Booth had already um, probably listened to it, and they gave a review already. And based off the headline, I'm pretty sure they really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm looking forward to a Mac Miller post. Ariana Grande breakup. Yeah, that no, shit I agree. will be deep, I think. I agree. Okay. I feel like that's going to be really deep. Yeah. And the the singles that he's dropped, um, Small World, Self Care, and What's the Use, they're all kind of different. They're kind of, they're a little bit singy. They are a little bit dark, and they're kind of, um, I don't know. They're kind of experimental a little bit. I just, I, I really like where Mac is going with this album based on those singles. Um, whereas Travis Scott, there is a lot to lose with this album. The hype is there. Um, it's going to be really hard to live up to this hype. Um, Travis Scott's a guy where like it's turn up music, but in all, in all, if I'm being straight honest, this type of music as a whole is kind of a fad. So if you don't live up to the expectations, you may fall by the wayside in terms of big picture when it comes to the rap game. So there's just a lot to lose for Travis Scott. Like I said, I'm hoping for big things, and I'm excited to listen to it, but I'm going to listen to Mac Miller first. Is that is that too in-depth? No, no, I think... break it down too much? Or? I think that's fair for okay. sure. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Here, here. What? So, I mean, what are your expectations? I know you're not the biggest of fans of these guys, but are you? Are you? I mean, are you expecting just a straight turn up when it comes to Travis Scott? Are you expecting the deep box feel, lovey dovey music when it comes to Mac Miller? What are you going in thinking with these albums? Yeah, I think for sure Max is going to be pretty deep. If mm-hmm. I had to guess, I mean, I'm sure we'll still get a couple bangers out of Mac. Sure. Um, 
so I mean, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll listen to it through. Expect to like like three or four songs. Move okay. on with my day. <laughs> um, Astro World. I don't know. That's tough. I, I mean, you're definitely gonna get obviously the the turn up songs and all that. But I mean, he's probably gonna have a. He doesn't always do just turn up. Yeah. You know, he'll sing a little bit. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, and, and I mean, he just had the kid. Yep. He got arrested. So I mean, he could have some deep stuff too. Sure. Sure. Um, I also have heard rumors that he is rapping more on this album, which I'm here for. Yeah. I I could I could be down for that. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I yeah. I, I I think they'll both. They're they're definitely going to be very different in styles. Oh, definitely. Um, which I mean is that's a very obvious statement. Um, that's why I, I do I don't mind your reasoning. I wouldn't gun you for that. Um, but it, it'll be I'm interested. I'm more interested to see what Mac does. Okay. What was the last album he dropped? Um. So technically, it was the Divine Feminine. It was a ten song album. Um. Ariana Grande was on it. It was basically right. a concept album about love. There wasn't a like a big song, but the biggest one was with Anderson Pack. It's called Dang. Cool. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but uh-huh. um, and then the one before that was Good AM, the white cover right, right. there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that is my favorite Mac Miller album. Period. So you just got a little bit of everything with Good AM. So I don't know. I feel like this one, just based off kind of what I read on Twitter and the singles this one seems like it's going the the theme is going to be more honed like it's going to stick to a cohesive theme instead of kind of having the banger the sing out this you know i mean so we'll see i'm excited for both they both drop at midnight tonight and tomorrow um it's going to be dope uh with so the track list for mac has already dropped there aren't any listed features but you could always have uncredited ones, which I'm always here for. But uh, I would assume that Astral World will have features. You so, think so? Yeah. So, I mean, what features are you kind of hoping for? What would you like to see? Ooh. Here's my kind of um, biggest wish list okay, let's type hear, thing. Let's hear yours. I think I want a Drake one. I think that'd be really cool. Um, they've kind of collaborated. I feel like the they're not going bit. to though, just with the Kardashian and Kanye West uh, kind of. Yeah, that's drama. actually probably. Yeah, you're probably right. I didn't really think about it like that. Um, I would assume maybe a Quavo, Quavo maybe a sure. Young Thug. Um, don't really care for that. Maybe a Kanye. I here's I another see Kanye. Yeah, here's another take of mine. I hope that uh, Watch. That was supposedly the first single off of Astro World. It was with Kanye and Lil Uzi Vert. I low key hope that song is not on the album. I just, it didn't hit me like Antidote. It didn't hit me like Goosebumps. I don't think it's worthy of a lead single off a album which has this much hype. Right. So I'm hoping that's just kind of cut. Maybe that was a promotional single. But I would like to see Kanye on this album. I, I think that. I, I would. Cool. I would imagine we would get. Yeah. Get Kanye. So you think it'll kind of be like kind of the huge like what we get from travis scott you don't think because because on birds in the trap city mcknight he had kendrick and he had andre 3000 so those were kind of out of the blue features like damn that's some good shit but um he normally collaborates with the weekend so i don't know i I feel like we'll get a a few features on this i i don't know if i'd be disappointed if i didn't if we didn't get features but i assume there will be shocked if we didn't i'd be shocked yeah okay so here's um i said before this I saw a tweet and I want to read it to you because I kind of want to. We don't have to get in a full fledged argument, but I, this is going to be good. So I saw a tweet from a dude who writes for uh, DJ Booth. DJ Booth is probably my favorite hip hop publication. I 
put a lot of validity in their writing and into their writers. Um, this dude said it was basically posed as kind of a question. He, he basically, and I don't have it in front of me to read it word for word, but basically he said something along the lines of, can we all agree that Mac Miller is a better artist, artist than Eminem, but Eminem is a better rapper, like laughably, like way better than Mac Miller when it comes to rapping, but in terms of artistry, Mac Miller is better. Is there any validity to that comment? I see none. None. Okay. I I think there's some validity to it because Mac Miller can sing and so can Eminem. I I agree with that, but I don't know. I think what here, here's here's what I think here. I I compare it to Kanye a little bit. Kanye is not in the top rappers. Period. Right. But the Lyricist dude, the dude, wise, yeah, yeah, just overall, right. you right. know, he's yeah, he's more of an artist. I would put Mac Miller on not the same, you know, level I as Kanye, not. but I do think he is a great artist. He can sing, he can produce. I don't know if you knew that, but he produced Vince Staples like first mixtape would put him on the map. Um he does he just does a lot. And I also saw another tweet from like back in the day where it was like um who name an artist that you could put in the booth by himself. He could write the lyrics, he could rap the lyrics, and he can make the beats. And Mac Miller would be one of them, I would think. And M I don't makes know, his own beats. I don't sometimes. know. Does M make his own beats? Sometimes. I don't know if he produces or not. I think he yeah, kind of does. He always does. talks about how he used to. He does produce because he produced a lot of like the Slaughterhouse stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, I just I, I, think I don't know if I fully agree with the tweet. I just think yeah, no, it's I a think, good question. I think they're underselling. M doesn't make great beats uh, for sure. Um, he, he's not a great beat pro like maker. Yeah. Um, he's a decent producer. I I, I would. I don't take any validity to that because I I think you're undervaluing undervaluing how much Eminem actually does and how much he like puts into it. Um, now, granted, I think to the naked eye, a lot of people are going to say M's just a lyricist. He's just a, you know a rapper. Yeah. Um, but those are that, also the same people who just got revival and they have that bad taste in their mouth. Right. Whereas we have been there from the jump and we've, I mean, we were kind of young when like Marshall Mathers LP came out. Right. But that was when Eminem was on a different stratosphere. He was right. the biggest artist on the planet. So it's a little bit different now. Like he's kind of maybe on the downhill slope of his career. Yeah. I think that's kind of fair to say, you know. No, so 100%. But that, to me, even like just as far as like, artistry goes like how can you take away the effect eminem had in the early 2000s like yes he was making great music but he was also doing i mean like slim shady like he was doing so much stuff in the movies the envelope that like i mean to me that's still part of the artistry sure, right sure. like how you're able to cultivate audiences because mm -hmm. it's not all just lyrics it's not all just rapping i mean yeah he had an alter ego you know so I, I I very hardly disagree with okay, that. Okay, okay. If you're saying maybe like just right now, okay, yeah. I guess. And you like can I make said, I don't have the tweet in front of me right. to like go back but and maybe say, he did say like, right now. If you stack career versus career, well, that's Max a no brainer. A, Max a better artist. Yeah. No, I don't. Think Not so. even a chance if you go career span. But I'm thinking maybe in terms of maybe the future for Mac. Mac has a long way to go to even compete with Eminem's uh, accolades, but. I don't know. I just think it's a it's a good little brain tickler. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I there's know. a little bit to it, but I just wanted to see what you thought. Yeah.
I knew you were going to go hard hard pass. Hard pass. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) All right, let's let's talk a little uh, Scorpion. Um, We talked about it with Casmel on the last podcast, but I want to get Brandon's takes. So this is kind of a more condensed version of Scorpion breakdown. Twenty five songs, hour and thirty minutes runtime. A few features. We got rap and R and B Drake. Um, a double sided album. One is supposedly rap. The other supposedly R and B. It's a little mixed here and there. Yeah. yeah, it's a little blended. But um, off the jump, and you've had a while to kind of digest yeah, this absolutely. now. What are your favorite songs, features, beats, lines? Do you have? And I know you got to pull up the phone, but just <sighs> do you have? Do you have phone. a favorite song off the bat? Uh, probably Mob Ties would be really? my, my number one. Really? Okay. Okay. Mob that's Ties cool. number one. Uh, Here's something. Did you know that's just Drake? I, did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, this. which is so weird. I at first I was like, that's Young Thug, nah. but then you really listen to it and you're like, damn, All that's Jersey. that's Drake doing a Young Thug impression. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. So I never. I think we've always talked about, or we usually talk about this. I never count singles that like blow up before an album comes out as part of the album. I don't know, like I just okay. I don't. So you're, like, you're saying so in like terms God's of plan, like your favorite songs, right, right, right. Obviously, it's still a part of the album, but you're right. gonna discard that so from like God's plan. Gotcha. I, I don't count like I'm to upset this album. I'm upset same way. Okay. Um. So like the first four song, first if you take God's plan first like out, six, bro. Yeah. Even with God's plan, right? Fucking bangers. Like, I'm definitely a side A guy. Are yeah, you a oh side yeah, side A guy. A. But okay. I do like side B. Yeah, me too. I, I do like side B. Me a lot. too. Um, I even like like Sandra's Rose is good. Hell yes! Can't take a joke's not bad. Emotionless is emotionless is my fave by far. Great, yeah. Elevate, elevates good. Uh, I mean, nonstop. Only obligation is to tell. I will straight. say, um, I don't have many beefs with this album. One of the beefs I do have is this, and I like Survival, um, but it's probably Drake's worst intro into an album. That's fair. Since I, maybe so far gone, but like I do like that song though. No, I I, I, I really but do you're like saying that song. In terms but I'm of the saying intro. because of what Drake does usually on the intro in every album, it sets the bar so high. Yeah. That even with how good Survival was, and it set up kind of the whole side A. Um, it wasn't like Tuscan leather. It wasn't over my dead body. What's your favorite Drake intro? Over my dead body. Woo! I have to go Tuscan leather. Yeah, I like Tuscan leather. <laughs> oh, so good. Over my dead body because that was like the first Drake song I like. I felt and like I really was like I felt. I was like, okay, yo, this man's fucking. <laughs> that awesome. was some deep ass shit. Yeah, I won't so, lie. Um, yeah, no, but uh, side A for sure. But side B, I really do like. There's literally as I'm scrolling through, there's maybe this is 24 songs, right? 24, 25. Uh, yeah, 25. Um, I think there's two or three that I 100% like. I'll, I'll skip for the most part. The ratchet happy. Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrible. Uh, I don't Why really. the fuck did he do that? That was the yeah, complete was, opposite of what I thought the song was gonna be. Yeah, that was horrible. I thought it was gonna be some like two chain shit, and then it's more like singy. Yeah, I, that was, was so terrible. Weird. That one, um, blue tints, another one I don't. Yeah, really I kind of skipped that one too. Um, and then the other ones, the uh, uh, don't matter to me, the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, that one was very underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put Michael Jackson on a fucking feature, right. I expect to be enthralled with yeah, it. Yeah, so that one and was, it kind of it's good. I yeah, like no, it, good. but it's not. It's it, not worthy of a Michael Jackson right. feature. It could have been a lot cooler. Uh, so you would are, think you would think that would be the next radio song if yeah. the, if you look at the fucking right, track, the track list. list. So those three are kind of my least favorite by far. Okay. Um, are you are you fucking with Kiki? 
Oh yeah, I mean that shit blew up. I mean I don't really like it now because it's, it's gotten so, so blown big. up. Is it on the radio yet? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would assume it. Would uh, be. But I mean that when that song first came out, like when the day it came out, I was like, Yo, "This Hell song is yes. freaking dope!" Like, let's Hell go. Yes. This is great. <laughs> um, and then like the Kiki Challenge took over and all that. And yeah, it was cool that got watch, a little wild. That got did, a little wild. It did. <laughs> um, so like I don't really because once songs blow up like that, they just get kind of annoying. They kind of get stale. Um. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about on this. What do you think of the double album feel? Like, was it truly a double album, or was it more like more life, where it kind of felt like playlisty? No, I felt like it was more of a double album. I, I agree. I, I think he did a good job of doing uh, pretty much rap on one, and R&B on the other, but yeah. he still did blend it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I think he because um, Nice for What is on side B, right? Right. If you take Nice for What and you take in my feelings just based on how much is blown up and you put them on a side i think that's a fucking clear-cut classic album well no 100 percent, i agree um that's why it this is the perfect album to like just put on shuffle hell yeah and you're like cool whatever comes yeah, on I'm, you I'm let it play with, right? i agree i agree uh, and there's not many albums i know you personally don't really like shuffle you're more of a especially, especially when you're first, first listen yes right. totally um but even after that like if it's a really cohesive album yeah. you don't really want to be jumping around yeah like to butterfly is hard to listen to on shuffle right Shit like that uh, i know what you're saying yeah so that's amazing to me um god i was gonna make a point um sorry no i just kind of want to talk about march 14th yes we got to talk a yes. little bit about push so, I, I left it off this uh but yes, we got to right, talk a so, little bit about it. Um, I'm not a big Joe Budden fan. I, I okay. like some of his music. Um, let me preface it that way. I like some of his music. He has a podcast. I don't ever listen to it. One of my buddies sent it to me, so I listened to it. And he made a lot of really interesting points. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things he talked about was apparently uh, there's also, I think, a couple different articles um, that, t- that touched on this. Uh, Drake had been working on the beat for March 14th, like in January mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year. Like Kendrick, I guess, was there. Like a whole wide range of like really popular people were there. He then went to Wyoming to help Kanye and them. Um, he played a bunch of his music that was which he's credited be, on Yikes, right? Uh, that was going to be on this music or uh, on this album, and apparently that's where Kanye told um, Pusha. Pusha about. The, the kid right and which so is like, totally petty which Fucked is so up. petty because can you imagine the impact march 14th would have had yeah if that was just new to the world like we didn't know drake had a kid that would have been an unbelievable like ending to an album like jaw dropping like yeah you don't really hear an album and like the last song you're like yo yeah what like yeah. there's somewhere they're like um you know, like I think of Logics, where he just had. I think there was an unnamed uh, J Cole verse, right? Yeah. I don't think yep. J Cole was titled. No, on the he wasn't list. credited. No. So you're like, whoa, yeah. J Cole's in the granted the verse wasn't great, did her terrible quality, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like a comparison. Uh, like someone does something on the la- very last song of an album where you're like, there's not many I can think of where I'm like, okay, like that was cool, or like yeah. whatever. That was good. You think of the album as a whole after you've listened to the whole thing, right? Sure. But, like, that robs us of that moment, I yeah. feel like, to have, like, a... Totally. Holy shit, Drake has a son? Just, just not even March 14th, but I think I think the first line about his son was on Emotionless. Right. Which, that probably was recorded after, after the fact. Had to be. Yeah, but just, like, the fact that he was going to announce his son, he was going to tell us right. about him on this album. The fact that he showed, like, the music to the people in the Wyoming right. camp... 
and they like they kind of undercut him. him out, yeah. It's just it's fucking petty. It I, is. It, I it, think in the end Drake won the beef now. Yeah, because it makes it it takes away this moment where you th- like everybody immediately thought like damn Drake's a piece of shit, right? He had this son, he's ashamed, he's not telling anybody, he hid it from everybody. And instead of like like that was everybody's thoughts and then you kind of come to realize Drake's actually the good guy in this. Like he was going to come out. Yeah. He wasn't ready to tell everybody, but now he is, and yeah. he wanted to tell a story, and he got robbed of the chance. And to do he so. took the high road and didn't respond right. after. You know, a wise man, a wise man once, once said, said nothing, nothing at all. Hey, true. I like that. Uh, but I, like I do that. say, like sometimes I listen to March Fourteenth. It's kind of funny. Like some of the shit he just says in there. He was being real though. As he hell. was. He, he was, was opening up. Dude. He was. Like but that. it was just kind of funny. Like he's like. Uh, the one we always joked about was, uh, uh, we'll talk more when you hear this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, what, two years old? You're going to be waiting a while before you talk to him. Hell yeah. Or like when he's like, I don't want you to worry about whose house you're living in, who loves you more and that shit. And it's like, like, you know I do. <laughs> Drake's trying to cover up already. But uh, no, uh, I mean, as a whole, uh, you just get so much and yeah. so much quality that it Which made I, honestly i was a little surprised i did not think it would live up to the hype right. that it had and i for the most part think it did which no, is 100%, kind of I, surprising with how big he is I yeah mean, almost impossible to do and and he did and the amount we got like you with with 25 songs you're like there are going to be multiple throwaways and there i mean there are some where right. occasionally i'm going to skip less by, than a handful I but would say. but i would say for the most part is a good fucking album It'll definitely be in my top ten. Like I saw, I think, hey, giving a little, giving a little taste <laughs> of it. Uh, no, but I, there were a f- very few people I saw in my timeline that really didn't fuck with it. Which they're the harsh critics of right. the crew. But who knows? Um, let's see. Let's do this. So, where does Scorpion rank among the Drake albums? We have "Thank Me Later," "Take Care," "Nothing Was the Same." If you're reading this, it's too late. Views and more life, and obviously Scorpion. Right. I'm not saying you have to go ahead and rank them. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Them, but where, where right. is Scorpion so I'm going to say definitely better than More Life. Okay. Definitely better than Thank Me Later. Yeah. Definitely better than Views. I agree. Uh, probably, yes. I'm going to say better. Not definitely, but better than if you're reading this. Okay. Um, and then, I don't know. Take Care and Nothing Was the Same. Was so Take Care. Tough. I know Nothing Was the Same is the gold standard favorite, for you. Yeah. Take Care is the gold standard for me. For me, it probably is a little bit better than Nothing Was really? the Same. Really? Not quite there with Take Care yeah. yet. Okay. Okay. I think it's definitely top three Drake Oh, yeah. Album. Yeah. Top three for sure. Yeah. I think that- Whether you want to argue Take Care and Nothing Was the Same, it's right. a, I think it's a top three Drake album. Some of the cult Drake following um, – would say maybe if you're reading this is up there too, but I think I, I really like if you're. I do this. too. Like that, that would be some like artist best album. Oh hell yeah! And it's yeah, it's a really good. It's, it's a really fourth. good album. <laughs> and the way that it was released, it right. was just randomly on an April night. Like right. that shit was crazy. We were in the same bar that yeah, night. I, I remember that. That shit was crazy. But uh, I definitely think, like you said, it's better than Views and More Live and Thank Me Later. I think that's easily debated. Um, the other ones you can make an argument, but I think it's definitely top three. That's I where too. I would go. I do too. Um, and the last kind of Drake question I have for you: Will Drake ever start trending downward? Obviously, yes, probably. But is it any in the foreseeable future? Like, when the hell is this guy going to start right. 
so you I know missing a little right. bit. I don't know if it, he will with his music, just from the simple fact that I feel like he's put so much quantity out. You know, over the years, I know we've talked about this multiple times. He's got to take a break, right? Like he's got to step away. He's got other things he wants to do. He just had that tweet the other day where he's going to be yeah. producing producing Euphoria uh, with uh, Zendaya. It's an HBO right. series. So, like, I, I think now for him, it's about what kind of motivates him, bit. right? He's going to go Jay Z on it, probably. Right. So, I I don't think we're going to get. Okay, well, when this year's Drake album going to drop, right? It might be like we got to wait two or three years, yeah. which so, I'm cool with. Right, you get more content out of that, right? So I, I, I and usually higher quality. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see. It. I think this is the first guy that it's like no matter what he does. Like I think of it this way: revival. Even us as huge Eminem fans, we didn't love. Yeah. We both when that when it came out, uh, we didn't even really like Relapse. Um, yeah. Which. I will say, going right, back, right, right, I liked right. it. I'm but. just talking about like in the yeah, moment. Yes. Um, when Wayne, I mean Wayne in the mid 2000s. I mean you couldn't touch him. No. And then he does uh, Rebirth, which yeah. wasn't very good. I'm not a human being. Was yeah. very well received. Um, we may get Carter Five though. Right. Uh, <laughs> Kanye. Uh, a lot of people didn't really care for Jesus. Even um, this last one. Yeah. Even this last one. So Yay. like everybody in their career has that stinker or two. Um, where you're starting to think like maybe it's okay, it's time to pass to the, the torch, right? Yeah. Um, Drake has not shown any sign of that, and this maybe man. he's the one that cracks the code and yeah. founds the youth fountain of love yeah. and like all this crazy stuff. He's uh, 16, he's still fucking rapping, right? Because <laughs> like, but the thing is, he also has into like his credit too, but also like as an argument. Why he can is able to sustain this is he can also sing. Yes. he can go pop, and he he's the rap. first one to kind of really do that at a high level. To like match, yeah, to mash it into yes. like Eminem got accused of being poppy, but you never heard Eminem is an R and B singer. Yeah, Eminem or Drake could be on the top of the hip hop charts, top of the R and B, top of the pop, and no one would bat an eye. Yeah, it just it blows my mind that this man. I mean, I don't want to say he's old for a rapper, but in terms of rap age, he's like he's up there. 30, right? He's a veteran now, yeah. and you know, this man did a fucking. I'm pretty. Sure, I, I, quote, don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure I, this is from memory. It's not on my paper here, but this man did a billion streams yeah, in first a fucking one day. Ever. First one, insane to me. I it's remember just, it like this is no joke. I remember when uh, Recovery and Eminem was the first one to pass one million streams. Yeah. And that was like 2010. Yeah. And insane. to think like eight years later, someone is now doing 1 billion. In one day. In one day. Insane. That is wild. It's just, it's incredible. And like I said, that's why I asked about the downward slope. Like it's. If it's coming, it's, like inevitably it comes for yeah. everybody. And I'm but it's sure not there in will be a future. I'm sure there will be a time. Yeah. And maybe, you know what, Drake's like, I'm going to rap for five more years. I'm going to do this. And then while you know I'm on top. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he does that. But man, I don't see it coming I know. anytime it's, soon. It's just crazy. It's. Because you would have thought with all this stuff, taking a huge L from Pusha, yeah. like, okay, maybe this is the time where if Drake's album's not great, maybe it still does numbers, but it's not, you know, yeah. the, qua- the quality everybody wants. Maybe this is where we start to see the tail spin from Drake, but yeah, he just delivered. I, I mean, agree. One one quick way. question before we move on. I forgot to ask this, and I just this is kind of a stupid question, but it's kind of fun. Um, why is this album called Scorpion? Yeah, I don't know. Someone you know, said... Uh, it's because he's a Scorpio. That's yeah. the easy answer. But like when I think Scorpion, I think like 
like harsh, like fierce yeah. raps, like hard raps. So I'm gonna give you this is just off the top of my okay. dome. Okay, so there's this this old phrase. Um, I'm not gonna give this man credit, but so um, fuck it, let's do it. So Steve, <laughs> there's there's a very conservative coast uh, host like radio host from Des Moines, Iowa, named Steve Dace. He also okay. does a lot of sports stuff. Um, when Donald Trump was elected president, he said uh, he's he's a he, he's a very conservative guy, but he says he's no longer part of the Republican Party. Uh, he said when Donald Trump was elected president, he said, "Be careful, Republicans! Don't take a scorpion for a pet because they'll come back to sting you or come back to bite you." So maybe what he's saying here okay. is, and this is me just going way too yeah. deep of a dive here, but fuck it, we're here. Um, <laughs> is Maybe it's talking about he went to Wyoming, he got burnt, and he's saying, you know, like he thought Kanye was a friend, Kanye was a mentor. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I like that. I like that. Nah, I just pulled that off the top. I, that's good shit. That is good shit. I like that. I can't really. Yeah, I can't. That, really I mean, that, was, that. that that's the only thing I could like. Possibly, that's the. I don't know. Yeah. There's no real good reason. Yeah. For other it. than that, I would say like this album is not really Scorpion. Right. You know and the, the 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 cover cover wasn't yeah. great, but not Scorpion. Either, what are you gonna do? Yeah. When you do a billion Very, downloads, exactly. you can do whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. No one gives a shit when it's good music. All right, let's move on to some Chance of Rapper talk. Uh, again, we kind of talked about this on our last podcast with Cass Mill, but uh, he, we got a few. We got a little bit new music, so now we can. Fine. Put that on top. Uh, Chance the Rapper revealed in an interview that he's in the process of working on the long-awaited joint project with Childish Gambino, a seven-track Kanye-produced album, and a separate solo album. Uh, rumors started to float around that uh, one of his projects, um, it didn't say which one, but it was going to drop a couple weeks ago. Like It came out on a Monday, and it said... Chance is dropping a new project this this week, right. and we're all like, "Oh my god, let's do it!" And then he got on Twitter and he's like, nope. "No album this week, <laughs> but in the studio though." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn it!" And then I think the day after he dropped four new songs, which all are really really good in my mind. Um, the songs are sixty fifth and Ingleside, Workout, Walla Cam, and I Might Need Security. It's hard um, to even say like sixty. I just want to be like sixty fifth and Ingleside. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. Easily, my favorites are the I Might Need Security and sixty fifth Ingleside. Same. Uh, for me, it goes those two are kind of one two. Then it goes Workout, then Walla Cam for me. Um, I'm the exact same. Okay. Except for I would definitely put 65th and Ingleside one. One. Okay. I might need security. Is just a fucking mood. Yeah, it's it just is. awesome. Did you know that's uh, in the background? That's a sample from uh, Jamie Fox. Oh, really? Doing it live, and then they vocally pitched it to oh. where it sounds like a girl. But fuck you, fuck. Yeah. It even comes after the mayor of Chicago. Yes, Rahm that shit Emanuel. was crazy. This was very politically motivated song, which is weird because Rob Emanuel is a big time like Democrat. Yeah. But I think it's more in terms of like not really Corruption backing the stuff, the, yeah. the yeah. murders that happened in Chicago yeah, and all that stuff. shit. But um, he reveals that he bought the Chicagoist, one of the newspapers. Just it, it, Chance the Rapper does so much for the community. It's insane right. and it's it's cool. Um, I'm just I'm really excited for a project from Chance the Rapper. Um, so yeah, so Chance said him and Gambino are six songs deep right now, but he thinks the project would be more than fourteen songs. Um, are you excited for this joint project? Yeah, I would say after we found out Drake was going to be a double album, that was probably as like 
the most anticipated album for me of the year. Okay. But this would probably be number two. Okay. Then one day, then one day Donald took me on tour. <laughs> Love that shit. That was awesome. Uh, Chance said that he's slated to start working on the Kanye assisted project in July. We are now in August. So um, are you here for another seven track album produced by Kanye? With Chance, I am. And I say that assuming that we're actually going to get all three of these projects. I yeah. think if you do like your own solo album and then you're also dropping, like I can't be mad at you for dropping seven song album, yeah. right? I would rather get the solo album than the Kanye. No, absolutely. Keep the Kanye, just give me the solo. But if you're going to do it, I'll right. always take more absolutely. chance. And Kanye and Chance obviously have a decorated past together. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll do some really cool stuff. I mean, Chance was like very heavily involved in like waves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, from well, uh, he basically Pablo. So like, like they they're going to make very good music. Yeah, for very, sure. Like entertaining. For music sure, they have a rapport. I would say that just based on watching videos and interviews and shit like that. It felt it feels like to me that Chance went in the studio with Kanye and basically transformed what the life of Pablo was going to be. Oh, yeah. Like it was probably going to be more. I don't want to say like a trappy album, but it basically turned into kind of more of a gospel feel. Right. And I fucking love that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. it was great. It was great. Ultra Light Beam is one of like Fuck. the most amazing be- songs. Beautiful, I've ever heard. beautiful. Um, do you think Kanye will sell or excuse me, Chance? will sell the solo album. I say that in quotes because who knows, he may dub it as a mixtape again. Right. But do you think he'll sell it to try and chart or do you think he'll go stream only again? Right. I think him and Gambino will definitely sell theirs. Okay, okay. Um, I'm assuming they'll probably sell the Kanye one. Uh, and then I would assume probably not sell, but... Even if he he decides to sell, I don't think that that's a strike against Chance yeah, at all. No. He's given away so much music. Definitely. He's done so much. I mean, he's doing all this shit. The man needs to keep making money. Yeah, if he's keep doing what he wants to do, so put that shit online. The, the good thing with him is he always goes on these long ass tours, very long tours, where it feels like they're stretched out for more than a year. You know, right. it's just yeah. So he he makes his money, but I definitely am here some for some new Chance music. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our last music topic. According to reports, Nas is currently finishing the album that was announced on that DJ Khaled album like back two years ago. Uh, first of all, did you enjoy the Kanye-produced Nasir album? Um, we can talk about you know where it ranks in the Wyoming albums right. overall if you really want. Um, I think we, we did that already. We, we may have already done yeah. that, but uh, would you appreciate a full-length Nas album? I don't know. I don't know if I need to hear more of it. Okay. Uh, if it was like... If he hadn't done the Wyoming album, I, for sure. Yeah. Um, but right now, like, I'm fine if he takes, you know, a year or two. I just want to hear. I want to hear his take on the alleged domestic abuse. Yeah. Like, fucking say something about it. Right. Like, don't just throw it under the rug and act like it didn't happen. Like, say some shit about it, and even like, if it's good or bad. You know, we will appreciate you being open and honest right. with it. You know what I'm saying? And he says some mm-hmm. real wild things on. Yeah, that, that like are fuck checkably like, wrong. Yeah, start by a black guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, maybe clean some of that up. I know. Tighten I, it up. A I little mean, bit. I'm hoping. All right, here I will. I want to go on record and say this. When I first heard the Nasir album, I loved it. I I called it a fucking masterpiece, and that was a hot take. 
Because going back, it didn't really age a masterpiece even, you know, m- a month after it's been out. I'm glad you came to your senses. Yeah. I mean, but it is, I really did enjoy it's, it. It's all right. But it's definitely not on the level of a legend like Nas. Right. So it's definitely not a masterpiece. I went a little hot with that novelty <laughs> effect. Try uh, out here there. trying to get the clicks. <laughs> but, um, so that's why I want him to follow up with a full length that I can truly appreciate. So hopefully we get a new Nas album soon. Let's go right into movies and TV. This is a very big, big topic that I want to break down. Uh, Disney and Marvel Studios fired Guardians of the Galaxy director and writer James Gunn after old, edgy tweets resurfaced. Um, Some topics, I don't have like quote for quote what he tweeted back in the day, but some topics uh, Gunn joked about were like pedophilia and rape and um, a, a lot more. Very fucked up, but um, here is uh, the Disney Marvel and the Disney chairman, Alan Horn's statement about his firing. Quote, the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. End quote. Here is Gunn's statement via Twitter. Uh, quote, many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. In the past, I have apologized for um, the humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt, so- I truly feel sorry and meant every word of my apologies. Um, so some of these offensive tweets were brought to light by, a, and I hate to bring it into politics, but this is just, it's true, a right-wing political news site called The Daily Caller. Um, the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy has signed an open letter with hopes of getting Gunn back on board after Disney had fired him. Um, and they all signed it. I You can go on uh, the Are You Entertained Twitter account and find that, that letter. But... Um, is this the right move for Disney, Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy? All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a little deep dive here, and I okay. also, if you don't mind, this we didn't outline this or talk about this before. I also kind of want to tie this into we're seeing a lot of athletes have their twitters basically scrubbed. I don't know if you've been seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need the, to do what of mine. <laughs> Go back and look <laughs> by uh, getting burnt by uh, old tweets. Old tweets. Um, so I kind of want to like try to like section a, like section them off but also talk about kind of like the Venn diagram if you think about okay. a Venn diagram sure separate and then also the same uh, as far as for Disney um, this makes sense if you know anything about Disney it's all very family, family. oriented um, they're not going to be making radar movies that have rape jokes or racist jokes or you know things of that nature so uh, i understand a hundred percent why disney went the the, made the decision they did um you can say james gunn's tweets didn't age well you can say he shouldn't have said them he apologized whatever your defense is for james gunn um i think you have the right to that opinion but i also think disney made the move that made the most sense for them. Uh, it even you even read it from um, the chairman saying it was inconsistent with our studio's values. And yeah, I think that's the key phrase there. Okay, if this was like just Marvel standalone, like and not including Disney, mm-hmm. you could make the argument Marvel might not have fired him. But, sure, but with Disney attached, I I don't find fault in that. 
Okay. And that firing. Okay. So. Do you? I mean, I, I see where they are coming from, but let me ask you, do you agree with the firing? If if I'm a Disney head, yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying in general. I But here here's my take. Here's yeah. my take. I don't think he should have been fired. I, I I am here for a rehire if they choose to do that. I don't know if they will because yeah, that's I doubt, I doubt that. But um I don't know. I think it's a very slippery slope if you go back and you find tweets when you're fucking younger. Right. You're, maybe you're in your teens, in your middle school. When you're when you're in middle school, that was when Twitter really – I, I didn't have Twitter in middle school, but right. like early high school. That's when you're kind of stupid and you say dumb shit. You're quoting songs like you don't really give a fuck. And yes, sometimes you say some stupid shit that you're not supposed to. But are we really going to go back when you're an adult and probably aged and probably more mature and fire you because of it? Like, I think it's a little fucked up. And yes, he probably said some fucked up shit. Um, You can make the argument he was joking. I'm not going to make that argument. It is fucked up what he said. But I can definitely tell just based on the Guardians of the Galaxy's movies Yes, they're funny, but yes, they're kind of family oriented. Like, right. I wouldn't say they're like offensive movies. Clearly, but let me let me let, let's talk about it. Okay, like kind of this way. <laughs> okay, I can tell we're ki- we kind of have different views on this. Like, yeah, but like you, you'll kind of see. I'm, I'm just this is more devil's advocate. Sure, I guess that, from, no, from, that's, from, that's fine. Because I, we that's do what have makes kind the of, podcast good. Yeah, so. we kind of have different takes right out the initial bat. Yeah. So I just want to kind of play devil's advocate. What if he had said uh, like a bunch of really racist stuff, including the N-word? The N-word is, I mean, it's never a right thing to do. Um, I don't think he did say the N-word. No, no, no. I know. No, I, I know. know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, right. I, you're just saying I'm if saying that was scenario if. is yeah. uh, That's a little different. Like, I would think if he did say the N-word, there's more grounds to fire him. Okay. Because that's what uh, the Brewers pitcher did was he had tweeted a bunch of really racist okay. stuff and including the N word. Sure. Um, and then actually it came out today one of the Yankees pitchers um, also had a racist comment. So and so, this was, so th- these were old tweets from these players. Right, right, right. Really, okay, really old. So so all right. Here, let, let me just ask this question. Yep. So what if you go back and find out there these tweets are from like middle school for them? Are you going to fire the? And I, obviously, right. it's bad. But what? If, what if you quote in a fucking song or something stupid? Yeah, I think there's a difference you know in quoting mean? a song. Like you should still never put the N word in never, full. Ne- right. Never. But I'm saying <laughs> but, you're stupid back in right, school. Right, right, Everybody right. is. No, I get that. And, and I think there's a big difference between your own thoughts and quoting someone. Right. Yeah. Um, still not appropriate to use the n-word or you know whatever i try uh, I, it, let me just say this i try and not even cuss period right. on social media my yeah my even when i got twitter as a high schooler yeah my number one rule was always no matter what i'm not going to cuss now i've broke since broken that rule yeah but it's never been i don't like i don't use the f word on there or anything yeah. like that um I don't know. I I struggle with this because on one hand, I kind of sympathize with imagine if you were um, or like your family member of yours was a a rape victim and how like a rape joke would come across. Right. Totally. Very insensitive. Um, And then you'd be like, well, how could that doesn't match with Disney's um, thing? And maybe he's not really that kind of guy anymore. He's matured. He's grown up. But it's it's still he didn't have the, the decency, whatever. So that's kind of one side. The other is 
he is young. He's naive. He's not. That's not who he is anymore. I also get. I I do get that side. Um, so I mean, is there? We say okay. If you were eighteen, you're an adult. Everything <laughs> before eighteen that you said is yeah. You know, so it's hard to it is very play, hard. like say okay from this time frame to this time yeah. frame shitty he should be fine yeah. like there's no and i think there's like it's a case-by-case basis right you it know it has to be yeah but i just i think it's a very slippery slope if you go down this path like i don't know i just I, especially if every member of the guardians of the galaxy signed a letter saying right. they want him back saying how good of a person he is I definitely think because of that, like obviously he has grown and matured as a as a human being, and especially because of how good these movies are, I think it's gonna hurt Disney and Marvel and Guardians right. of the Galaxy because this man even um, wrote the di- the dialogue in Infinity War. Right, this man is fully entrenched in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of the movies. They're gonna take a little bit of a hurting, and what her, like what kind of hurts a little bit too. One of his not like offensive tweets, but one of his uh, recent tweets, he tweeted a picture of like the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three script, and the, the caption was "My full heart." And I'm like, oh, now he goes back and like, oh, it right. sucks. So because okay. this, when you think Guardians of the Galaxy, I think James Gunn. Like he. Obviously, you don't like think that right. because you think the actual characters. But if you're really entrenched in like the production and right. side, like we are, you know that James right. Gunn is a very, household very name. yes, especially regarding the galaxy. Any kind of changes the whole Marvel Cinematic World going yeah. with like more that like poppy humor type stuff. Okay, I have two more points. Okay, and I don't know if I'm actually making an argument here. I'm kind of pointing out hypocrisy. Within something, sure, and then sure. kind of my own hypocrisy. Yeah, okay, because okay? okay. I'm gonna call it like I see it. So <laughs> I appreciate that. So the the first is from the Hollywood perspective, right? We kind of group Hollywood in as one big liberal bubble, right? And their whole thing is always like they're very big on the Me Too movement and all of that stuff, and always the social justice warriors, right? How can you be a social justice warrior? And this is me just being a dickhead and making an argument. Yeah. How can you be a social justice argument, stand up for women and all that stuff, but then sign a letter saying, well, this guy who I actually know made a rape joke that was really inconsiderate at the time is actually a really good person. We He should have his job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of hypocrisy there. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people I think outside of the Hollywood bubble um, that have See. different political views are going to say if sure. they were to bring James Gunn back. Sure. The other thing that I struggle with is there's a comedian on Netflix. Uh, well, he's all over. Um, his name's Anthony Jesselnick. I think I've showed you him maybe a time or two before. And he does really, really, really dark comedy. Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. Killing baby jokes, rape Jesus jokes. Like, yeah, like really terrible jokes. And I've watched him many times, and I think he is hilarious. And But I don't ever think of that like I would if he made like a really stupid tweet like five years. Like for some reason in my own mind, I separate <laughs> it when it's like he's a comedian putting on a performance rather than he's a human being actually yeah. sharing See, his that's, thoughts that's tough you know what i mean yeah, so it's like tough. so it even puts me in a little bit of like yeah. a hypocr like hypocrisy filled circle of 
is it a performance or are they personal views? And that's where, you know, yeah, it's I, a tough battle. It is so very I think tough. Uh, the the moral of the story is one: be don't careful, be racist. <laughs> don't be racist. Be careful. Don't be a homophobe. But definitely don't ever put that into writing yeah. and put it for the whole world to see. And if you have, even if you still think those thoughts, which you sh- never should, yeah. you need to go back and delete that because I promise the internet will find it and they will expose you. Especially if you your, make it big. <laughs> at your best moments. That's yeah. what's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know up. if you saw the Atlanta Braves pitcher the other day. I had a no-hitter going. Perfect game, eight and two thirds inning, and during and that moment, during that yeah, moment his Twitter up. got brought, yeah. and like that sucks for him. So don't let that happen yeah. to you. Yeah. So let me ask you this question: Okay, what are the chances they will rehire him, and would it be smart to do so? I zero percent, if you ask me. Really? I don't. I don't. One, you never see a guy fired and then rehired. I agree. Um, but the second is it's Disney. They're literally all it's family, family, family for Disney. Um and I just don't see them going back on that. The okay. backlash that they would face oh, from that they would would be even worse than the people who are like, well, if James Gunn's not in it, I'm not going. Right. That's so fair. I, I find I I don't really see a way he comes back. Okay. I I think there's definitely a percentage chance that he does come back. I don't know if I will put it to a number. I don't know how like I'm not fully entrenched in Hollywood rumors like. So I don't right. know. I did see a rumor floating around that um, said that Disney is meeting with Gunn, and the rumor is they may ha- hire him back. But I also saw that was like a few days ago. I also saw another one today where it said a close um, source said that he's not getting hired back. So I don't know. I personally wouldn't be heartbroken if they did ha- hire him back. Partly because the movies are great and he's kind of this is his baby, right. the Guardians of the Galaxy. So on that side, like I'm like, damn, I really want him to come back. On the other side, on I don't know. Yes, it doesn't mesh with their views, Disney that is. But I don't know, man. This is a very slippery slope we're going down if we're going to do this. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm leaning towards rehiring him back personally. But. I don't think it's going to happen, right. but I wouldn't be heartbroken if it did. So there's that. Um, anything else on that? I would just say there's no, I, I there's no, there's no textbook for this, no. right? Like there's no, this is kind of the first of its kind, happens, basically. Right? Uh, I, I'm more on the ben- like give them the benefit of the doubt. They were young, they were dumb, they made a mistake. They're owning it. Um, if you if you had all of the and I hate to like. No, yeah, go ahead. Go, you know, pigeonhole you here, but like, if you you all the evidence is pl- is in place for you, you are the Disney chairman. It you have your values, and Disney has its own values. What do you do? If I'm the head of Disney, I'm not bringing him back. Okay, but if you're the head of Marvel, and would you fight for him to come back? If I'm the head of Marvel, I'm probably fighting for him to come back. Okay, okay, there you go. So you, it, it's kind of all about the brand and what they stand yeah, for I and the hypocrisy Disney, that they'll face. Disney is like their number one thing has always been family, fan, like sure. family. So sure. like I, I can't see, 
how that fits their values, how they could even, it's kind of like with the Urban Meyer stuff, which we'll, we'll save. We'll save. Okay. Okay. Um, let's get into some Joker movie talk. So um, a lot has kind of blown up about this, uh, or the Joker origin movie. Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, uh, she's from Atlanta. Francis Conroy from American Horror Story and Mark Marin from uh, the Netflix show Glow are all in talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, who has been confirmed for the upcoming Joker origin movie. This Todd Phillips, who he uh, directed The Hangover, Todd Phillips' directed movie is slated to be released on October 4th, 2019. Um, I know we kind of have hated on DC a lot in the past, um, but let me just ask this. Were you interested in this movie before these casting Hire albums? James Gunn. <laughs> Sorry. Were you, were, you, were you interested in the casting? Uh, were you interested in the movie before the announcements? And are you interested after these names have popped up? So I am like so fully here to hate watch pretty much everything DC does. Man. So like they'll get my money. Yeah. And I'll just probably never be happy. <laughs> um, so I was always going to see it, even though I think this is going to be a disaster. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have a kind of completely different take here. I'm really excited for this movie. I've all, I, I'm not going to say I'm a DC guy. I've always liked, and I've said this, I feel like I say this every time we, we talk about do. DC. DC's got the best characters. Yeah. I love Batman. You know, I love their villains. They got Superman. They yeah. got Batman. They have Wonder Woman's good. Like, they have good characters. And here's where I think this could ver- be very successful. One, it is, they've announced it's a lower-budgeted movie, so therefore it could be more gritty and darker and maybe be R-rated. It's separate. I forgot to write the script. True. But, <laughs> the, I mean, it's separate than the DC Extended Universe, which includes the Justice League characters. Um, who even knows? I don't even know if Batman is going to be in this. It's based on the Joker. Um but this cast is crazy. Joaquin Phoenix, a fucking crazy actor. Robert De Niro, one of the best of all time. Zazie Beetz, an up-and-coming smoke from Atlanta. Like, she's going to be really good. I don't really know the other two, but it's just, it's, I'm, I, I could see this being successful. And here's why I think it's going, it, it could be successful separating the two. Like, yes, you have the DC Extended Universe with, um, the Justice League characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman, and Cyborg, and Flash. Um, you can have that, and you can have that kind of extended universe, what they're trying to do to basically copy off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and then you can have kind of these darker, lower-budgeted, gritty, potentially R-rated spin-off movies that aren't connected in any way. I think if you separate the two, I think it can be successful. And I think with this cast... With the potential plot line with the Joker, the the character, I think it has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited for it. This is my thing, because I kind of completely disagree. <laughs> I said kind of. Kind of. Um, the, they can get away with just this one, because it's the Joker. And the Joker is probably... The only real villain out there that can hold its own weight in like an origin uh, story. I would argue Lex Luthor too, but go go on. Maybe. Maybe. As far as like name brand and stuff. Sure. To sure. like non-comic heads. Yeah. I would say pretty much damn near every Batman over any other 
character villain wise. Right. right. But yeah. But I'm Go just on, saying, sorry. like, off name recognition, like, when you ask probably the average human being on the street, name a a, a villain from a comic. It's going to be Joker. Probably, like, 60, 70% are going to say the Joker. Yeah. So it's one of the only ones that can hold its weight as its own standalone. So I We're can also going to get Venom. I can see it working, right? But to not be able to tie that in, to not have that somehow, what if it blows up? What if it's great? It'll be then good. It, then are you gonna <laughs> have, appreciate it. But then are you going to have Joaquin Phoenix? Like, you can't just leave it there, right? So what? I feel are you like gonna, you could. Are you going to do a sequel? I feel like you could. No, I, I feel like you could leave it alone. You think you think in this day and age of remakes yeah. and blockbusters and wanting to make big <laughs> movies and how much shit DC's gotten, Harley Quinn was an average character. And now and, they want to do five movies put, about put her. And everything. <laughs> you think DC is going to have the strength to say, "Hey, we made a really good movie. Pack it up, call it a day." I do. I think because, like I said, it's lower budgeted, and because I think they've even uh, come out and said like it's going to be, they're going to have like flashbacks of like a younger Joker. So I think, I think we're going to get the full arc here. I, I don't think I mean you could it all depends on the script like they could write it and wrap it up with a bow like they don't have to leave it like you have to have a sequel you a know what I mean ending, right? yeah I mean you could want more but I think you could make it so you don't need more you know what I mean and I think right. I'm just saying I don't think DC would have the restraint if this blows up and is really good and he puts on uh, Heath Ledger Jr. type performance sure. that they're like Okay. We have to get you more. Leave it. Like, I think they would yeah. be like, put him in fucking Justice League 2, put him in Justice League 3, <laughs> put him in Batman versus Superman the 4th. Like, like yeah. I, I think they would be like, he's in for seven more. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like... Let me say this. If they can do that restraint, I think it'll, it could do wonders for him. I don't know. Because it doesn't connect to anything. But that's why... right I, now, I, I get you don't want to directly compete with Marvel. But you don't have a choice. Yeah. You're in this genre. Yeah. It's like uh, Apple or it's like uh, Samsung doesn't really want to compete with Apple. Yeah. Well, sure. guess what? You don't really have a choice. Yeah. You're in the same damn market. You're going to have to. Let me ask you this, though. So what? how do you like what are your thoughts compared to the Venom movie? Because it's basically the same argument. Venom is a villain. Um as far as we know, it's not going to be connected to any of the Marvel movies. It's not uh, supposedly, and we've had rumors saying that Tom Holland as Spider-Man will be in it, but nothing has been announced. So let's just go on the fact that it hasn't been announced, so it's not going to happen. What if it's not connected at all to a Spider-Man movie? Um, it's rated R. It has Tom Hardy. It has this good cast. Like it kind of has similar parallels. Similar, but in what the do you, sense what do you that think Marvel that? connects every single thing, do you really think we won't see a Spider-Man appearance? I don't know. I, I hope we do. <laughs> do you <laughs> think we'll see him in a Spider-Man movie? I have a hard time believing they don't have future plans already for I know, Venom. I know. To I'm be, just, I just. I just wanted if to they don't, compare. If they it. don't, if they don't, then I don't think Venom is going to leave much of a mark of an impact in the in the Marvel universe. Sure. See, here's here's the only difference I think. Sony is trying to create a Spider-Man villain universe, which some might not even. But then want even those connect. Yeah, but and who knows? Maybe DC because um, 
I'm pretty sure at Comic-Con, I don't have this in writing, but I'm pretty sure they created like a separate label called DC Black Label or something like that, where that's what these separate origin spinoff stories are going to be under. I just, I, I think if you separate them enough and you're open and transparent with them being separate, I think they can be successful. I'm here for this movie. Name me a single standalone movie that didn't have a sequel or wasn't tied into another movie out of a comic book. I was gonna say I was well. gonna say Rogue One, but then you send tied in, so I mean it's tough. I don't know if it's ever really happened to be honest with you. But it, it I I I in my mind I, it can be done. It it all depends on the writing. It really does. How they're gonna do I this. don't see it. But hey I'll go see it. I'll go see it. <laughs> I'll bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go on with the DC talk. So Aquaman and Shazam both dropped their trailers at Comic Con a couple weeks ago. Um, I did. I still haven't watched Shazam. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I did watch Aquaman. Well, I, we should have watched this before this, but it's all good. Um, okay. So you've seen Aquaman. What were your thoughts on the Aquaman trailer? Aquaman looked pretty decent. I didn't Pretty think decent. I would be interested in a uh, standalone Aquaman movie, um, but I, they got me. It looks good. I'll go see it. Yeah. Um, Aquaman. They kind of had a, a Guardians feel. Yeah. Do you kind of see that? Like a little bit. A little more bit. like Poppy. You know, like I. It just. I. I don't know what's the like best way to put it, but it had kind of like that. That vibe. That vibe. I feel like. Okay. Okay, so Aquaman, the trailer. Here's here's my thing with Aquaman. I, I think it's going to be successful, obviously, because it's a big blockbuster DC movie. But also, in terms of criticism, like the critics, I think, will like it because they have no other Aquaman movie to, right, you know, to, compare, it to compare it to. Whereas Batman and Superman, we have all these movies in the past where they're trying, I mean, whether they like it or not, they're comparing them to the other absolutely the other movies in the past. Whereas this one, there hasn't been an Aquaman movie, so really they have un- they're in uncharted territory where they could really do whatever they want. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be very um, CGI. It's gonna be kind of obviously it's gonna be underwater half the fucking movie. Like it, we're gonna see some weird shit. Right. But right. the trailer intrigues me. I agree. The trailer intrigues me. Um, let me let me. S- give my little take on Shazam here. Um, if I'm picking Shazam or Aquaman, I'm picking Shazam. Um, I, I thought it was funny as hell. So basically, um, do you know anything about Shazam? Thing. Yeah. Enlighten and, me. And I didn't really either until I watched this trailer. So basically, um, this kid, he... Uh, Villain or bad guy? Or good the, guy? He's a good guy. Cut. So the kid basically gets... Um, he gets adopted by foster parents and um, kind of his... 
I guess, foster brother it would be or whatever, kind of his friend. He's kind of um, disabled, and these kids are picking on him. Basically, I'm breaking down the trailer right now, but the, these kids are uh, busting on him, and the main guy, his name is Billy Batson. He kind of stands up for the disabled kid, and he runs and goes on the train and kind of gets away from the bullies. And then kind of the train takes over and it says, Billy Batson, I choose you. And then he kind of goes to this alternative universe and basically he says, say my name and you'll have all my powers. And he says, Shazam. And so he becomes a man and kind of, he's still a kid, but he's in a man body in a superhero um, outfit. And he is kind of, he doesn't know anything about superheroes. The, The disabled kid, knows everything about superheroes so he's kind of the one teaching him like okay you need to find out if you have to if you fly if you're bulletproof all this shit and so every time he says shazam he turns from the kid into the kind of man character um this is going to be more of a family friendly movie but just based on the trailer it looks hilarious like it i i i want you to go I'll watch, watch it because after. it definitely looks good um i like and i don't know if this is connect obviously it's dc but i don't know if it's going to be connected with the justice league characters in any way um but i'll be interested to see um i definitely think this movie is going to be successful i i think even more so than aquaman potentially um but let me ask you this so you haven't seen the shazam one but aquaman um do these do, does aquaman give you optimism for dc's future I mean, it's going to depend on the movie, obviously, yeah. but uh, it can be a step in the right direction. It's got to be, right? I mean, I think so. That they did well with Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Justice League didn't flop, so they're building a little bit of momentum. As long as they can kind of keep the cast together, yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at ben you, Ben Affleck, Affleck yeah. um, you know, and then just keep kind of building. They have a second Wonder Woman coming out, so we'll see. We will see. Okay. I, I definitely think there's uh, potential for DC moving forward. I think they're going to make a comeback, especially with Aquaman, Shazam, um, Wonder Woman 1984. That's the sequel. I think they have some good shit on the way. Hopefully they can keep their core together and move forward to at least compete with Marvel. So that's my take. Uh, the cast for Star Wars Episode Nine has been announced. The late Carrie Fisher will play Princess Leia. They will apparently use footage from unreleased, um, unreleased takes from The Force Awakens. I think they said Force Awakens. I, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't use some from The Last Jedi too, but. I don't know. Either way, she's going to be in the movie, so that'll be cool. Another thing that's going to be really cool, Billy D. Williams will be back as Lando. My whole thing here, why couldn't they keep this a fucking surprise? I think yeah. that would have been cool. But, yeah, that would have been much cooler to yeah, see him. It is what it is. Um, Mark Hamill will also be back as Luke Skywalker. We all kind of thought that, so right. um, he's back. Uh, do you have any takes here? I mean, n- nothing really too surprising. I think the biggest thing is... Carrie Fisher will be in it, and um, Lando will be back. Yeah, it's just surprising still to me that for this new trilogy, there's still so much. I mean, obviously, there's going to be ties to the older ones, but like they still aren't. There's never going to be a movie where it's just the new characters. Yeah. Like, there's no passing of the torch. Yeah. It's really like, like uh, they're really riding Han nostalgia. Kind of, right, Han kind of passed the torch in the first one. 
Leia in the second one, and or Han in the excuse me, uh, Luke in the second mm-hmm. one, and I'm assuming Leia here in the third one. Uh, so it's that's that's just kind of an interesting subplot I found, um, where you're not getting the new characters with their own, yeah, you know, one movie. Very interesting. My whole thing is like, how are they going to wrap up this? trilogy in one movie because they yeah, have, it feels so like they have so much they have so much and we i we know that we're getting a couple new trilogies but to our knowledge they aren't going to be connected in any way right. to the skywalker saga so they're going to have a lot to cover in this one movie so i don't know and they're adding lando back so i mean they're just going to have a lot going yeah. on i hope i hope jj abrams can really put a bow on it because uh, a lot of people, it was split on Last Jedi. Like right. some people didn't like it at all. We liked it, but I hope they can do it right. I really hope they can do it right. Um, let's kind of briefly do Emmy nominations. We don't have to go through all yeah. of these. We can talk about more too once we can talk about the winners. Yeah. So let let's. Ju- I'll just do like the series. We can kind of talk uh, the like actors and the characters later on. But uh, drama series. Um, Game of Thrones, The Handmaid's Tale, This Is Us, Westworld, The Americans, The Crown, Stranger Things. Uh, for comedy series, Atlanta, The Marvelous, Mrs. Mizell, Blackish, Silicon Valley, Kirby Enthusiasm, Glow, Barry, and The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. These are fucking loaded. Yeah, those are stacked. My only beef, my only beef is Counterpart is not in this. I was pissed because, I first of all, I watched Counterpart. It's on Stars incredible incredible dark compelling just like a very weird show but it makes you think like damn like this touches on some real shit um and before these nominations were even announced a bunch of publications were talking about how it could win the best drama series and then it got snubbed and didn't even get nominated i was i was low-key butthurt because i'm a fan of the show but other than that, Game of Thrones, great. Um, a lot of people like This Is Us. I think that Handmaid's Tale win the last one. I think so. Westworld's incredible. I love it. You like the American. Americans. Uh, good. I think The Crown has won in the past, and then uh, everyone loves Stranger Things. So just loaded lineup. I would have liked to see Counterpart, but you know it's it's hard. Even the comedy is yeah, the comedy's stacked. got. I think Curb's won. Curb is amazing. Blackish is won. I think it's going to come down to Atlanta and Barry, though. Barry is seriously one of the most layered, compelling, 30-minute dark comedies. You can even consider it a dramedy. Um, but it's just incredible. That's the one with Bill Hader where uh, he's uh, he's kind of a contract killer, but then he, turns, he wants to be an actor. It's just really fucking funny and weird atlanta is great you a lot got, of people really like silicon valley too. a lot of people like silicon valley i think last year uh the marvelous mrs mizell won so it's just very stacked and the actress actor categories are also stacked we'll talk more when the actual ceremony comes closer but um just very stacked and loaded. My biggest beef was the uh, counterpart being snubbed. This one, I am actually, I, I'm excited to talk about. Ben, and this just came out today. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon will team up for a movie about the McDonald's Monopoly fraud story. Um, first of all, have you heard about this story? Uh, I don't know if I've heard about the story. I did see this headline, but okay. I don't know if I know the story. So I don't know much about it. I was watching Barstool the other day, and they were talking about it. Um, so... Apparently, 
back you, you remember the days of monopoly, monopoly and mcdonald's yeah. right you go get a cheeseburger and on the little box would be a little tab where you pull it off and you get the monopoly board and try and fill it up try right. and get a full thing of the color right um so apparently and like i said i don't know the full story i haven't read it but this is just going off what the barstool guys were talking about apparently the mob controlled a portion of it where they rigged it so I don't know how they did it or like you, I, I always remember the blue was kind of light the, blue. I yeah. light blue or yeah, I don't It was blue. I can't remember, but that was kind of the big money winner. And I, somehow, some way the mob got a hold of it and basically like one family won like four times in a row or something and just kind of crazy shit. And, Anything mafia related, I'm here for. But then you throw in it's McDonald's and it's Monopoly. Very compelling story. I'm here for it. And the fact it's a true story. I'm a fan of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. So I'm here for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so you're interested, huh? I don't know like when it's coming or anything like that, but hopefully that'll be cool. And then this one is very weird. Ryan Reynolds is going to produce and possibly star in an R-rated Home Alone parody movie called Stoned Alone. Um, first of all, why is this happening? Happening, and would you be at all interested in this movie? It's happening because Hollywood's out of ideas. Yeah, I have no interest in this movie. Me either. I don't know why you would. Leave classics alone. Seriously. Sometimes, like, it's cool to reboot them, like, years, years, years down the line. But, like, leave leave the shit alone. Like, come on. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds has the potential to make it funny. I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan. But I don't know. I don't really care for this idea. Let's move right into some sports um, first of all, the biggest headline right now is Urban Meyer. I honestly didn't catch wind of this until really like yesterday. So you're going to have to kind of tell yep. me about it. He's been placed on paid administrative leave. Ryan Day will be the team's acting coach. I know a little bit about it. So apparently, he, allegedly, he covered up domestic abuse, something. So that's really yeah, all so I know. I think it's the receiver's coach. Um, apparently had like beaten the crap out of his girlfriend a few times. And this is back in like 2015, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Like 2013, 2015. Okay. Um, when asked, of, it finally like came to light. Um, and when asked about it, Urban Meyer said he had no knowledge of it, no clue. Um, and then basically what happened was, um, I can't remember if it was the lady's ex or the guy's ex girlfriend or ex wife released a bunch of text messages where urban meyer's wife had actually reached out to her and was like hey are you okay like he's crazy like all of this stuff um and she worked for the university of ohio state at the time as obviously did urban and in any person's contract like that they have i think it's title nine maybe title they have to they have to report bring it up yeah and they obviously didn't and then he obviously is lying that he didn't know about it or at least that's what it looks like if your wife knows about it um if you're around the guy you probably know what's going on yeah so then on top of that a lot of things that just come out about um urban when he was at florida and some of the shady stuff that was going on there and what he was doing to players apparently he was like throwing full gatorade bottles at players like heads jesus um like working them out to death to the point where like one guy was squatting so much and doing so many reps 
that like his quads basically like exploded Mm. um you know all sorts of just like crazy crazy stuff so Mm -hmm. um usually when someone is put on administrative paid leave they are negotiating a buyout which means urban meyer is probably done at ohio state and i would highly doubt could probably ever get a job again Hmm. yeah there's i mean there's nothing really to talk about it's It's fucked up what he did if it's true um i don't know who who would be a good replacement i guess uh, so I have heard uh, Matt the rumor Campbell is Matt Campbell is the number one choice. So um, that be fucking be, crazy. He could be. Uh, do, you, do you think that's true though? I think he's probably like option three or four for Ohio State. I think option one's probably Tom Herman, the Texas head coach. He was Urban Meyer's former offensive coordinator. Um, but I don't know if they want the Urban Meyer ties now or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone have talked about Mike Vrabel, who used to be the Ohio State defensive coordinator. He just got the head coaching role at the for the Tennessee Titans. So okay. who knows if he wants to leave that or not? Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's going to be uh ugly shit show. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Um, you hate to see that. So. It was A lot actually, of corruption, man. So like this isn't funny, but when you try to find humor in some things. Uh, so remember from Paterno, like I talked about how I think we discussed Jay Paterno was a dickhead in that movie. Yeah. This son. Yeah. Jay Paterno came out today and like the support, real Jay Paterno. Yeah. Of like urban Meyer and saying oh, like, geez. you can't hold his past against him and stuff like that. So Awkward. just kind of, kind of funny. Like, yeah, oh, that's not really the endorsement you want. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went out with a porn star. Are they actively dating? Do you know? No, I think they went out. One they just night. went out one time. Okay. Uh, will this help or hurt the man's game? Remember, he is undefeated as a starter. It won't matter. It won't That's, matter if he gets seduced to the dark side. I don't know. It could hurt him. <laughs> or on the other side, it could help the man <laughs> yeah. get a little bit of Tiger Woods in him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People just <laughs> overblew this so much. Who gives a shit who he dates? I thought it's pretty funny. I, yeah, I, I applaud him if he wants to go out the porn star personally. Yeah, I'm okay. Like any reasonable guy out there, if like a smoke show porn star was like, "Hey, let's go out." Yeah, how many people are gonna be like, "Nah"? Exactly. No, my whole. I think. I think the people who are against it are 49er fans who are like, "This better not fuck up your game." I don't know. That's just. I Get just thought. It. I just want to throw a little humor into the into yeah. the segment. So. Um, you have an MLB update for uh, us? Or? Trade deadline just ended. A lot of trades. Trying to think of like the big ones. Dodgers obviously got Manny Machado. Uh, they got Brian Dozier. Uh, Cubs got Cole Hamels. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that. He pitched last Good, night. Good, not great. One. Um, there wasn't like any like huge blockbuster. blockbuster trades. The Machado one was probably the biggest. Okay, but. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I I didn't put this on the doc, but I wanted to kind of touch on it. Uh, did you see about the Big Sean song? So oh, Madden. Yeah. So, yeah, so Matt, I actually just got an update on that. Did you? Yeah. So apparently on the Madden soundtrack, which is all hip hop, fun fact. Um, some of them are even like independent artists, which is kind of mind blowing to me. But in a Big Sean song, and I don't know which one it is. I'd have to look at the track list. But uh, they blank out Colin Kaepernick's name in the song as if it were a cuss word, which is yeah. kind of fucked up. Um, so really, 
I don't want to get into the whole uh, yeah, political, you know, stance and um, national anthem debate, but I don't know. I think this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's stupid. Know. But yeah. uh, so EA Sports did just announce they're going to unbleep it. Oh, really? Yeah. So now they're backpedaling. Yeah. So like, here's my thing: be smart. Don't put the damn song in the freaking out and yeah. like the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, why even? I'm do trying that? to think what song it even yeah, is. I'll have to look but, like, up. But. There's just no like who. Couldn't be a big boy in the room and be like, listening to the debate, like, should we bleep it out? <laughs> ah, I think we should leave it in. I think we should bleep it out. <laughs> Who's the person that can't just be like, how and about we Rob- don't put the fucking song in? <laughs> yeah, true. How about we just leave it out? Find another Big Sean song. He's yeah. got a lot of them. Exactly. What, you know what, what, I mean? what, like, what a time like, we fucking like live people in. People are just idiots. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. All right, another one. We are less than a month from college football, baby. And NFL is starts on tonight. tonight. NFL Your is Ravens tonight. are My playing. Ravens are playing right now. Lamar um, Jackson going to get some PT. Yeah, maybe. hopefully they can get some good shit out of him. RG3 going to play all four quarters. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. It'll be a fight for the backup. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm ready for fucking football, oh, I, baby. No, I can't, can't wait. Not wait. I can't wait. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. We're going to talk a lot about it on this podcast moving forward. But uh, I think we're going to skip the trainings love segment, if you don't mind, unless you really want to hear no, about it. Didn't. But um, nothing really going on, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. So, uh, ladies, if you're trying to holla, train needs love. Boy, so, train needs love. Period. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the podcast. Like I said, good to had, be back. Yeah, hell yeah. We had a lot to talk about. Um, I don't think we went too long. But um, hopefully we weren't yelling at you. Yeah, last podcast was a little ear bleedingly loud, but uh, hopefully this one's not too bad. Um, we're hopefully gonna—I don't know if it's gonna be a bi-weekly thing, but hopefully we want to be a little, little bit more, more regular, a little more consistent. Um, I want to get at least a few more in before we do the best, best of. of yeah. That's my favorite one of the year. Um, so yeah. I am Trey Lesio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside Brandon Oglin, the consigliere. Uh, Bunch of champs. That's right, baby. Um, this is your one-stop shop for music, movies, TV, and sports. Follow us on everything. Tell the people around you about the podcast. Um, we're trying to blow up and make it big, um, but you know we will be back for more. Stay safe.